Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio on the Airwaves Dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey, a recent Starfleet Academy recruit, and Megan, who is both happy and sad that it's Derek Jeter Day in New York City. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into a dumpster for the things that you love. So we're going to talk about the Oilers, and I don't know if anyone remembers, but I said Ducks and Seven, and I was right! <laughs> I feel vindicated. It's the only thing I've been right about all postseason. <laughs> There you go. Um, yeah, so the Oilers are no longer in the playoffs, thanks mm-hmm. to, um, well, Corey Perry. <sighs> Can we give Corey Perry credit for that? Nick Ritchie, I think, scored that game. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm kind of glad they're out for a bunch of reasons, but I think mostly I think the team needs to do some stuff in order to be like legitimate contenders Yeah. before next year. So I'm really glad they didn't like go to the conference final. And then everybody would be like, oh my god, they're really good, because I don't know if that's true. I Yeah, and we, from the start on this podcast, we were like, realistic expectations, and I think even this was beyond our realistic oh, expectations, yeah. and I'm so happy about that. Yeah, so like, okay, here's the thing, this is this is the thing, we recorded, our last one was last week Friday, so today's Sunday, whatever that day is, Mother's Day, I don't know what day it is, 14th? Yeah. 13th? 14th, 14th, okay. 14th. Um, and we recorded Friday night before game five. Yes. And I stayed at Kelsey's place and we watched. Um, I watched the first two periods. Um, and then I went out because this, this guy had cleared and I wanted to take some pictures of the stars or whatever. Um, and that was, of course, the game that Corey Perry scored the overtime winner in, in double OT. Um, and people were mad that, like, the refs had fucked the Oilers over and whatever, whatever. But, like, also the Oilers did let the Ducks come back and score three goals in three minutes. Yeah. With an empty net. So, like, how do you not ice the puck down the middle of the the ice and just, like, get your fourth goal and yeah. just be done with it? And only last, what was it, like, 45 seconds into OT or something yeah. shit like that? Double yeah. OT. Because Double they played OT. the full, first full OT. So, like... I fell asleep in the third period. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> Usually um, when I sleep in the third period, it's a successful endeavor. But, like, so people were mad and maybe whatever. Maybe it was goaltender interference. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I don't we're not going to debate about it. But, like, the fact of the matter is, even if that third goal was goaltender interference, the Oilers still let the Ducks score two goals Yeah. in, like, two and a half minutes. Right? They had a little bit of a collapse. There's there's some weaknesses there that need to be addressed. Yeah. And hopefully this season, or this offseason, they do. That's all we can hope for. Yeah. Um, the Oilers tweeted a thing yesterday uh, with a quote from Chris Russell. Um, shout out to Arch. I hope you listen to this. Why <laughs> and then your head can explode. Um, and he said that as far as... He knows he's considering himself an oiler until he, like, learns differently, yeah. essentially. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. I'd, I mean, for the right price and the right term, I don't particularly care. Um, for, like, the four by four that some people think we should give him, uh, absolutely not. That's too much money and too long for somebody who is only good at blocking shots because he's bad at getting the puck but out like, of the zone. In terms of contract, whatever. But it, people were very critical of him even saying that. Yeah. And I don't get that. Like, I don't I feel really like either. that's a very political and neutral and okay thing to say in that situation. Yeah. Well, and it was funny, too, because um, our buddy, Matt Henderson, who writes at Oilers Nation and Hockey Buzz, he doesn't like Chris Russell. No. <laughs> like, not even a little bit. And that's okay. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Um, but he tweeted something out about how, um, oh, let's ha- keep someone who's a defensive liability and does this, this, and this. And I responded with, oh, are we talking about Chris Russell or Milan Lucic? <laughs> because it could pretty much be the same thing. Um, unfortunately, we can't chase Lucci out of town. He's going to be here forever. Yeah. 
the sun will swallow us whole and he will still be an Evan Spoiler. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. I feel um, like that, that Russell quote could be like Vila Lucci's quote upon <laughs> the apocalypse. Yeah. As far as I know, I'm still on the um, and the other, the other oiler who's getting a lot of um, negative attention right now is Jordan Eberle. Yeah. Um, to be fair, he was not great in the playoffs. No. Um, Neither was Connor. Connor wasn't great either, and that's kind of funny watching people on Twitter being like, "Oh, Austin's better." It, I think it's funny because whatever. I'm just sort of enjoying it. Um, but Connor's twenty, and he'll be good someday. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good. I'm not saying he's not he's good. good. Don't get mad at me. Um, and you can't blame Connor for people figuring him out and, no. and absolutely suffocating him in playoffs. Yeah, no, you can't, because that's what happens in the playoffs. Yeah. So when you play the same team at least, like, four times, you're yeah, going to figure out, in a row, like, you're going to figure out a you're system. You're going to figure that out, yeah. And that's fine, whatever, it is what it is. But, but like, for Everly, Oh, my God. Different story. Like, just shoot the fucking puck. The net is six feet wide and four feet high, and just hit the fucking net. <laughs> but, like, try not to hit the goalie in the crest. Yeah. Like, it's or not... In directly into his glove. Yeah. As if he's playing catch. Yeah, like, that's not what we're doing. If no. you wanted to be a pitcher, you should have been a pitcher. Like, yeah. oh, it was... And it's funny, too, because people are criticizing um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and I don't understand why. I don't understand that He was phenomenal. He didn't he, he didn't put up a lot of offensive numbers. But defensively. But, the, like, he has turned into a very good two-way... Yes. Two-way centerman, which is good. Like, in the sort of the vein of, like, the Michael Pekka. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of player. And, like, when Pekka was here in 06, once they figured out how to use him properly, like, he was unstoppable. Yeah. So, like, I can't criticize Nuge, but, like, Lucic, earn your money. Come on. Jesus. And also, Everly, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Are they going to expose him in the expansion draft? I, who cares? At this point, I legitimately don't even care. I just want people to stop talking about it. Yeah, they got to make some decision there. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, do you expose him or do you try and trade him? Because at least if you try and trade him, then you get something for him. Mm. Taylor Hall one for one. Yes, I like that one for one deal. I would take that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, see, yeah, because that's you bring... when I know, like, I am actually living in the Truman Show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you bring Taylor Hall back, then you put Puliarvi on the right wing because I'm assuming he's gonna like pan out, yeah. right? We don't need Jordan Everly. I need no stinking Everly. No. Anyway. That's all I have to say about the others now. I don't know what's going to happen. And, like, like, people are criticizing some people because they're idiots, I guess. Cam Talbot for not going to the World Championships. And, he like, just he just played twins? also 872 games and, like, won most of them. He can have a break. Yeah, he gets a break. It's true. And that's what I don't get. People criticize people for going to World Championships and then for not going to the World And it's just like, I don't care. I know. These guys are going to do what they want to do. Dry's there. Yeah, well, Jazz there, like, he's playing at home. He, like... Of course. He, uh, yeah. Why wouldn't... And he showed up, like, yesterday morning. I and, know. It's like, like, that's nuts. Had One two points. Day. And had, like, two <laughs> points yesterday. He's unreal. Yeah. He, I think... I don't think I'm wrong in saying he was our best player in the playoffs. Oh, 100%. Like, better than Connor McDavid better. Yeah, I think slightly above Cam, too. Oh, yeah. I think so. Him, Cam, and... The tester was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the he was like the 2017 Fernando Pisani. Oh yeah, local boy scored way more points than he probably should have, way above his pay grade. Do what you gotta do. Yeah, I mean it's too bad that they couldn't have gone on like for the sort of like the fan reasons. Like it was fun it was having fun. people excited, and at school like we had you know orange days or whatever because like our school colors are also orange, so lots of kids have orange stuff. Yeah, so we had a thing, and I think Wednesday after school we had a 
like a student and staff photo for anyone wearing Oilers gear. Oh, that's after fun. school. And of course, there were some dickheads who were like, "Let's go, Ducks." In the middle of it. Yeah. Um, they're also the same kids who got suspended because they were being jerks during a lockdown the next day. So. Oh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, not even a little bit of surprise. No. Like, not even close. But that, that part was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent game seven at the bar, at the Pine, downtown. Yeah, you are brave. I didn't. I wasn't sure if I wanted to go, and then I was like, oh, you know what? If this is the last game of the season, I should go be with my buddies. Yeah. And I'm glad I did. The first period was fun. The second period, everyone looked like they wanted to throw up. <laughs> By the third period, we were all just like, well, fuck. Yeah. No more hockey for us this year. Which is, I still think, fine. All of it was bonus hockey. All of it. Every single game. All the highs, all the lows. Bonus hockey. You gotta take it in. And, like, that game six, where they just came out and yeah. absolutely curb stomped the Ducks, so was fun. great. So fun. But it was really funny. I don't know if you remember game six in 2006. In the Stanley Cup final, the Oilers. So the Oilers won Game Five, um, in Carolina in overtime mm-hmm. on Fernando Pisani's like shorthanded overtime goal. It was unbelievable. Um, and then they came home and they won Game Six for nothing. Like they just oh, absolutely shit. shut it down. And oh, I was I, I was that. thinking to myself, I was like, this feels a little familiar. Oh, and so really? already like Tuesday, I was like, you know, I don't know. So at work, I said that the Ducks were going to win. Game seven. Yeah. When we did our picks at lunchtime. And then they all gave me shit on Thursday for picking them. And I was like, I just had a feeling. That's so funny how people, like, want to know your opinion, but then get mad at you for not being a homer. Yeah. You're like, well, do you, do you want my voice or not? Yeah, like, one team had to exercise their Game 7 demon, and it was the Ducks this time. Yeah. So. And then they lost Game 1 against the Preds. So, really, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ottawa, I hope the Preds take them out. I do too. And Ottawa won yesterday, yeah. and that would be amazing if they could beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. I like the Penguins, but like, I'm uh, so ready for a changeover to a new guard. Yeah, of hockey success. Yeah, and we're gonna. I'm gonna talk about Eric Carlson in a while. And I also he's on my list good. for the thing. So we're gonna okay. talk about him. Oh, me too. Okay, this is really exciting. I was like, oh man, we're gonna on the same list. But um, I'm also really selfishly hoping. That the Stanley Cup comes home so that Donald Trump doesn't get to stand there in the White House grounds with the goddamn Stanley Cup. That would be good. I But I, see, so, so yeah, for Ottawa to win would be good. But I also hope that the Predators win because I want PK. I know. I, I want, want PK, PK to too. take it. But I want him to win it. And then I want him to take it back to Montreal to the Children's Hospital because you know he will. Yes. Right? Like, obviously he will. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, will. and so, like, he'll, like, do the thing that Phil Kessel did. Yeah. Right? And, like, that would be amazing. And then while while he's doing it, he could, like, drive by the Bell Center and just, like, Middle give Mark Burton the bird, <laughs> like, forever and ever until time ends. I like both And of these also things. Jack Todd, because that guy's a <laughs> giant piece of shit, apparently. I do like how both of these things have pettiness in common. <laughs> oh, so much. So much pettiness. Uh, oh, yeah. You have no idea. Yeah, that would be good, I think. I don't particularly care, to be honest. Like, I would prefer the Ducks not win it again. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to see Nashville crush them. Yeah, that'd be nice. Game two goes tonight, I think. Yeah, I think it's tonight. I'm so out of the loop now. There's so much happening in my personal life that, like, now that the Oilers are done, I feel so freed that, like, you <laughs> don't have to watch You're anymore. not beholden. I know, she, yeah, she texted me, like, the day... I'm just like, oh, thank God. Thank God I don't have to watch hockey anymore. I have 90 more things to mark this weekend. Like, I just, I just can't. It's too tough this time of year. And Yeah, it is tough. It's a hard time of year. So, 
Anyway, that's our Oilers talk. Somebody asked us, we'll address this question right now. Mm. Um, one of the questions we got this week was from Dave from Herky13. He wants to know what we're going to talk about now that the Oilers are out of the playoffs. We have so much to talk about We have so much to go- talk about, but also, <laughs> the Oilers are a topic of conversation 12 months of the year in Edmonton. Oh, yeah. There's always true. things to talk about about the Oilers. That's true. Um, one of the things we could talk about really quickly, I would like to address, we were just talking about it before we hit record, was the Puck Daddy eulogy. Oh, okay, I thought you were going we're, somewhere else. We're going, no, we're going to go there next, was the Puck Daddy eulogy <laughs> that uh, Stace of Base wrote. Which um, was It was beautiful. phenomenal. And if you are an Oilers fan and you don't think it was funny, you need to get your sense of humor checked. We were just, like, copy and pasting savage quotes to each other and laughing hysterically. Yeah, it was really, really well done. Um, and my favorite part is that she wrote it, she adopted this persona on Twitter over, like, the last half of the season and she called herself Mork Sphincter. Um, instead of Mark Spector, and people believe that she's a real writer for the journal, I guess? I don't know. Anyway, uh, you should, we'll link to it on our site. You should absolutely read it. It's so fantastic. It's phenomenal. And there's so much in it. There is some stuff that's bullshit, but there's so much in it that is just savage cutting to the truth. Oh, 100%. Which and in that's, Edmonton I think, is sometimes not evident. I think that's why, and I think that's why people were so upset. By reading it. Because it's not propaganda? Yeah, because it's not. So my favorite, my absolute favorite part of it was when she says this. She says, I must admit that for years I was duped by Oilers fans. Their apathetic style disguised them as a seemingly chill fan base that I actually enjoyed conversing with. As the 2016-17 season carried on, the Oilers got closer to clinching their first playoff berth in 11 goddamn years, the more unhinged their fan base came. It was horribly annoying to see Edmonton fans happy for the first time in over a decade, which made my thirst for schadenfreude unquenchable. Beautiful. I think it's great, because I kind of had some of the same feelings this year, for Mm -hmm. reasons. It was, like, I know this is really hypocritical, but it was so fun to be a fan of them when they were well, it brought people together in, like, the yeah. misery, right? Like, there's... just like, ah, I'm never watching the hockey again. What are you doing tonight? I'm watching the Oilers. I like, know. it was just this thing, and you but did it. But when they were terrible, there was a safety in the predictableness of that. Mm-hmm. And that's really, like, if I'm really reflecting on it deeply, that's what made playoffs for me so uncomfortable, because it was just like, oh, yeah. am I going to win or are they going to lose? Yeah. My poor heart is going to explode. But it was funny, like, before Game 7, sometime on Wednesday, I tweeted out, um... That, like, because everyone on my Twitter feed and everyone at work is like, I'm so nervous for the game tonight. I'm so, and I legitimately was not. I wasn't either. And I tweeted out, I was like, it helps to be dead inside <laughs> because then you don't have feelings about the hockey. I 100% agree. Um, Although I do not have holistically dead feelings, <laughs> as we'll find out. Yeah, no, I don't either, as it turns out, because I got a little bit teary after the game was over. There was like, yeah. it was a little bit of a catharsis, and I'm working on a piece right now about that. But, like, yeah, I didn't have that dread. Yeah. And when the Oilers got up and I was like, yeah, this is good, this is good. And then I was like, no, they're not going to win this game. After that second period, I was like, no, not happening. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. But like, it was fun. Yeah. It was super fun. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, for the first time in a really long time, I don't give a shit about the draft. I know, which is weird. It is kind of weird. Because I've cared about the draft every year since 2010. Yeah. I've been paying attention to like, oh, what's going to happen? Well, who are we going to get? And now it doesn't even matter to and me. And I feel like that's why we are so emotionally involved. Because we have these kids, like, from the day Some that they're them. drafted. Some of them. Well, we know them. Yes. Right? Yeah. And everybody's obsessed with them. And you're trying to decide who's the best pick. And you become so invested yeah. in that kid. And how they're yeah. going to bring success to you. 
And now we're fighting about whether or not we should resign Chris yeah. Russell for money or term. Yeah. The answer is no. But like, yeah, it's it's a it's very a strange yeah. dichotomy, right? It's like, a very strange off season. Yeah. So far, and it's only like three days or four days old or whatever. And already we're literally back to like, oh, let's trade this guy, let's get TJ Oshie here, bring Shattenkirk. Like it's yeah. just it's ludicrous. Ooh, Oshie. Timothy Jimothy? Timothy Jimothy. <laughs> I would 100% get a jersey that said Timothy Jimothy on it. That would be amazing. That would be, if he did come here, I will get tickets to that thing. And then you can get the shirt and you can get it signed to the season. Timothy Jimothy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. We'll make it happen. We'll make that a thing. Oh, Is he? Be. Did he tweet about it? Is he aware of it? I think so. I don't know. I can't remember... If it was him that tweeted about it. I don't know, but then today JT Brown from the Tampa Bay Lightning, someone changed his Wikipedia page to read that his name was Joshua Toshman, <laughs> which is also pretty great. So, uh, <laughs> But Timothy Jimothy just works better. Yeah. Because Jimothy is just the best. That was one of the really fun things about playoffs, too, is how people would play on Wikipedia with that shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My favorite hockey Wikipedia joke, though, was, I can't remember how many years ago it was, when Taylor Chorney was playing in Edmonton, and someone changed his Wikipedia page to say that he played for the Edmonton Oilers of the American Hockey League, Yeah, and I almost died. That was It's funny. still, I still have the screenshot on my phone. That was, yeah. Yeah. Poor that's probably my favorite one, because the Oilers were just so goddamn terrible. Yeah. And he couldn't catch a break. No. Anyway. Um, yeah. So... There's that. And then also on Twitter yesterday, we came across, like... Friday night. Friday night, Friday I guess. Night yeah, Friday like night midnight. There was a video, apparently, from the ranch. Ranch on Thursday night. Ranch Roadhouse Thursday night of uh, Pat Maroon. Yes. And Milan Lucic. Yes. And, Le- and Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> uh, dancing on stage at the ranch. And I'm going to let Kelsey talk about her feelings about it for a minute. I have a lot of feelings about this. It Megan sent it to me when I was... Uh, nine tenths through Master of Season season two that I started five hours earlier. <laughs> it was like between eleven and twelve p.m. and I just like watched the video without sound because there's something dramatic was happening on the TV, so I didn't want to mute it or pause it or anything. And I was like, okay, this is kind of funny. And then once the episode finished, I <laughs> listened in full noise and perhaps sexually awakened. <laughs> Oh, really? Tell me more. (laughs) And because of this, I made, which was like, oh, really pathetic how long it took me to make this picture that I tweeted of just like pure, innocent Christina Aguilera. From like Jeannie and Bottle Days. Yeah. Beautiful. Which wasn't really all that innocent now that you really think about it. But like her image. Her image. Yes. Very pure. Right? Yeah. Before. That's how I felt my life was like before I saw this video. And then afterwards, full dirty Christina Aguilera. It's true. It made me laugh. Because they're strutting on stage, cracking beers. Yeah. Thrusting as if they're Chippendales. And I was like, where can I get tickets to this? (laughs) (laughs) We both agreed we'd watch the show. Yeah. 100%. So we would watch that show. I'd pay probably $100 to go to that show. I wouldn't even pay $100 to go watch the Oilers next season. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Oh, man. So we are... um... So that was a fun development. That was a fun development. And now Leon is, like, playing hockey in Germany. He's doing, you know, he's a young guy. Yeah, he he's is a young guy. He's got a lot of energy this And he was, you know, like, dancing on stage and, like, pouring beer on the crowd and, like, I don't know. I feel like there's some guys in the NHL who, if there was videos of them doing that, it would be labeled, like, character problems. Oh, inter- interesting. What? Interesting. Crazy. Well, some people would say that. Funny how, like, 
Milan Lucic shows up, and all of a sudden there's like videos of the Oilers at the bar. Like, oh my god! And he isn't he supposed to be a leader of kind of like being dickbags, a veteran? What? What? This is crazy. And Leon, just a young, pure boy. Yeah. Only twenty one. I heard Clefbaum was also there too. Oh my god! Are you kidding? But there's me? no there's no video. I just heard. Ugh. But still, like Lucic is supposed to be the leader. He's like he's a father. He's like married. Like he's supposed to be. Yeah. And he is participating in this. Uh, yeah. More than anyone on the team in the history of, well, like, in the, like, the 2010s, because let's not talk about, like, the coke fuel ladies, but, no. like, I'm I just... I think there was some coke problems in the 20s. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But, like, we don't know about them for sure, so I don't want... I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But I was just saying, like, there are players in the league who, if they are, there was a video of them doing that, it would be labeled character problems. And, like, oh, they this is just after they lost in the playoffs, and look at them... 24 hours later. Yucking it up and whatever. Yeah, sure, they're human beings. Yeah. But, like, let's take our double standards and shove them somewhere. Yeah, I couldn't have cared less. I was like, they can go have fun. Yeah, they can do literally whatever they want. I bet you Leon was also mean to someone's sister at the bar. I'm just gonna guess. I just hope not. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know... If, like, history is to be believed, he was probably mean to somebody's sister at the bar. That's and true. that will become, when he gets traded, that will the become reason. the story. That'll be the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember at the autograph signing that we went to, I don't remember him doing or saying anything. Do you? He was there. I know. He was there with Ferentz. I have his autograph. I know. Me too. Um, but, like, he was no, very quiet. He was I do really remember quiet. him being very quiet. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember, like, interacting with him. And now that I'm thinking back, I was like, why wasn't I more nervous around Dry? Because we had just seen Taylor Hall. That's why. We were on that high. That yeah. Taylor Hall high. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we had just seen Taylor Hall. Hmm. And also you had a conversation with Ferentz. And he was, like, after Ferentz. So That's I think that true. might be part of it. I remember, like I said, thank you. And he was, like, polite yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, there was no... It was just like, okay. Yeah. God, Kelsey. I'm pretty sure I have a picture of him from that day, too. Oh, like from the line? Yeah, from the line. The paparazzi one, yeah. yeah. I've got some of those yeah. as well. They're not very good. <laughs> They're but... not good at all. They're not restrained. Um, but yeah, anyway. So I'm just saying. I'm just char- saying. Character problems. Leon Dry Settle Character Problems. New hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link to the video so you can watch it. Yeah, it's great. And I'm just warning you, your life will be changed. It will be changed. It will um, be changed. And we'll also, we'll, like, we'll link to the video and then we'll link to uh, Kelsey's tweet. We'll embed that tweet so you can see the... I you can see that. the change that happened in her in the literally 10 seconds that the video lasted. And I sent it in a message to my sister, too, and she was out that night, so she didn't see it. So the next morning I was meeting her, driving to her uh, on the highway, and I was like, by the way, like, all caps, you need to look at your Twitter ASAP. Um, yes. And all I got in returns was like, eight, oh my god, 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 what? Oh my god. <laughs> I sent it to a friend, and her response was, oh, my God. And then she wants to know how old he was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man, I hope no one ever finds out about this podcast. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Are you, though? I am. Are you really? I am. So, okay, hypothetical, then. Okay, oh, God. Somehow, well, no, it's just... No, 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 just somehow, then, all of a sudden, like, you get a chance to meet Oscar Clefbaum. Or Leon Dreisaitl. And somehow it comes up that you do this podcast. And they're like, oh yeah, I've heard that. Then what do you do? Mm, wait, which one is saying it to me? Both? Yeah. Like, find an open sewer grate and fall in. <laughs> because, like, just thinking about... I'd say the cleft bomb, I'm so sorry for killing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the dry. I have nothing to regret. 
<laughs> a student also asked me last week, just out of nowhere, he was like, sir, if I, uh, like, somehow got Taylor Hall to come here, and I was like, okay, that's a hypothetical. Yeah. He's like, what, like, would you choose him over your husband? And I was like, are you guys freaking nuts? Like, I'm not an idiot. The answer is yes, by the way. No, it is not. <laughs> but then he also said, okay, 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 I get it, you choose your husband. But like... <laughs> Okay, second hypothetical. Would you increase my mark? And I was like, well, that we can figure out. Oh, that is definitely... That would definitely be on the table. Just a mysterious extra 10% credit. Oh, yeah. You couldn't fail anything. No. No. So, you know, just FYI. Yeah, kids, if you were listening... <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. You please shut this off. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> please go <laughs> scrub yourself in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to know any of these things no. that we're talking about. No. Ooh, that's why we don't talk about where we teach. Correct. Or anything like that. No. Um, so that's all we. Have. That's not all we have for sports. But we're gonna come back to we're some sports back. after because we made some lists. Yes. Which were kind of fun. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what Kel- what's on Kelsey's list. I just want to do it now. Let's just do it now. Do you want to do it now? Yeah. Let's and then do we'll it. talk about your thing afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So Chris came up with a question for us. He did because he does listen to our podcast. For some reason, he <laughs> listens to this garbage. And he probably will listen before I see him. So hi, Chris. Um, so he came up with a question, and his question was something about, do you have, it's like... Um, did I text it to you? You did. And it's something like, um, if you could name, we're not going to rank them because that's too hard. No, it's too hard. What did he say to me? Naming, Mm. like, top ten athletes at their disciplines. Like, who's at the peak of their... Top ten active athletes, all sports, at what you think is, like, the peak of, of their sport. Okay. Right? Yeah. Oh, God, I can't even find this thing that I sent you. So, yeah, that's essentially it. Okay. So, do you want to go one by one, or do you want to do all ten at once? Just go one by one. Okay. I guess. Well, we don't know what's on each other's list, so this could be, I don't know. Let's start with hockey. Okay. Um, I think that right now, Eric Carlson is at the top of this game. I also chose and him as one of my hockey people. Yeah. I really like Sidney Crosby, as we all know, mm-hmm. and I still think that he's better than Connor McDavid right now, but I think Eric Carlson is probably the best player in the NHL mm-hmm. right now for just all the things that he does. Yeah. I, I think for whatever reason, he's underrated. Which oh, he's so make underrated. any sense to me. He scored 80 points, whatever, a year ago or two years ago or whatever, when Drew Doughty won the Norris Trophy. Like, no. it's just ludicrous. Like, yeah. if you want to talk best defenseman in the league, Eric Carlson, hands down. There's no question. Yeah, and I think he also defies that idea that hockey stars go to Canada to die. Yeah. And, like, can't succeed yeah. in Canadian markets or whatever that... Yeah. narrative is well, that the, for the, some reason exists. The thing I like about him too is like he's very reminiscent to me of Nick Lidstrom. Oh yeah. Um, They play the same kind of style and yeah. so and I really like Nick Lidstrom. So I would say Eric Carlson would be um, mm-hmm. do you have another hockey guy? Yeah I, I chose I didn't choose like one per because I felt that was too hard and I didn't know enough sports so I chose kind of two per sport. Okay. So I chose Carlson and then I also chose Sid for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah, I hope that he gets some rest this summer. I know, I'm afraid for his noggin. I'm afraid for his career, to be honest. So I hope, yeah. But I mean, he's still, he is one of the best at what he does, for sure, for sure. Did you watch the first game? Nope, I did not. I was at a friend's house. Um, Yeah, I'm curious as to how that has been happening with him, because I haven't watched anything to see how he's dealing with that. Um, I didn't pick another NHLer, but I said for my other hockey player, Amanda Kessel. Oh, good choice. Um, it's probably... It's either going to be her or Hillary Knight. Yeah. Are, 
I, I'm one thinking of the about two best yeah. female hockey players in the world right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Amanda Castle. I for think. sure. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, she's very good. She's, yeah. And, like, I really loathe when people are like, wow, oh, she's the female so-and-so. No, she's not. She's, she's just, Amanda Castle. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah. Um, so I would say her. She'd be my, my other hockey player. Okay, cool. I don't have another one. Do you have basketball? I only had one because I, do. I don't care enough about basketball. I have two basketballs. Okay, who do you got? Uh, first, I chose Russell Westbrook. Um, because, goddamn, he does it all himself. His stats in the playoffs were utterly ridiculous, like 37 points per game, and also leading in rebounds, assists, and steals. Like, that's... Yeah. For him to attempt to lead OKC after that gong show with Durant leaving is... Yeah. Yeah. Amazing, and I, for some reason, he he's doesn't he's still underrated. Yeah, he doesn't get the credit for it. No. That's true. That's very true. It's such BS. And then I also choose LeBron. Because he's incredible. Because he's incredible. And I saw a, a, a tweet today that he's um, his teams have swept in 11 series, which is a playoff record. Holy shit. 11. That's a lot. That's a lot of series. Yeah. To not only be a leader in that. Yeah. But he has this really interesting interesting thing, which all good leaders do, is they make everyone around them better. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, he's very good. But then if, like, yeah. if people can't play up to his level, he takes over. Yeah. And he has that capability, too. Mm-hmm. Which is good. He's he really was good. he was my basketball pick, for sure. Because I literally haven't watched more than about 10 minutes of basketball all year long. Yeah. I don't have any. I don't have a horse in the race. And both of, like, Wes and uh, LeBron also have this unbelievable watchable ability to them where you know when they're on the court. Yes. And they have a personality and a style that is yeah. undeniably. Yeah, like LeBron is very recognizable. Yeah. Like even at just a quick glance, like, oh that's who he is. And like, both of tell. them, which I love about basketball, it encourages personality. What? Can you imagine? No, no, I can't, actually, because the NHL is where fun goes to die. Uh, Russ's outfits when he arrives. He's amazing. Games, I know. Like, unbelievable and he's he's so full of fire on the court it's just he i really really admire him he's amazing okay um i also chose kian nurse oh okay um yeah, yeah. she has been amazing for the huskies yep and some of her stats were really really cool and they went really far and i think they lost like they lost the first time in two seasons yeah. or something. Yeah, they were undefeated for however many games, and they um, lost in the national championship. So it's and she's there. fantastic on the Canadian national team. They've gone really far and done a lot as well. Um, so I chose her too. Cool, I like that pick. Mm-hmm. Um, what else we got for baseball? I said Bryce Harper. Okay. Um, I think baseball is hard. I was talking to my dad about baseball the other day. Baseball is a tough one because it's like a bunch of individuals who play. Individually. Individually on a team. Yeah. It's a very strange sport. Like, you could be a really good right fielder, but you can't necessarily transfer that skill to being a shortstop. Yeah. Right? And so, like... Or maybe being a hitter as well. Yeah. So, like, it's... That's a tough one, just because of the nature of the sport. Um, and, like, when your team's on offense, right, it's just one hitter. hmm And then whoever's on base. And when you're... Like, it's just a very odd sport. But I think for what he does... And how well he does it, I think Bryce Harper might be the best player in, in MLB right now. Cool. Maybe. And he also has great hair and a wonderful beard. Love all of those things put together. So good. So great. And he's fun to watch, too. Um, and my, like, 1A right now, just sort of, like, sentimentally, would be um, 
still really enjoying Aaron Judge. I was talking to him about a buddy last night. Or talking about him to a buddy last night. And it was, like, just reading a stat line. And he's still hitting, like, 313. Mm-hmm. Which I still is... can't believe how tall he is. And the fact that he can swing the bat like he can. Like, he swings the bat like he's, you know, six feet tall instead of six yeah. seven, Which is incredible. This is sometimes when I think, like, the monsters are real. <laughs> because <laughs> how is he... How is he a human species? <laughs> yeah, no, he's absolutely... And I was... He, in high school, he played football. And he was a wide receiver. That makes so much more but sense. But he was a wide receiver. Oh, f- my God. How okay. the fuck do you cover a six foot six wide receiver? No. And, like, he was... I don't know. He averaged, like, 16.2 um, yards per carrier or yards per catch. And then I can't remember how many yards after the catch. Like, he just set records wow. at his school. Like, he was... It was unbelievable. So why switch to baseball? Because he got a scholarship. Oh, okay. Fair. And that's where the offer came. And so that's what he's playing. Fair. Makes sense. Totally. Um, so, yeah, I would say Bryce Harper and, like, sort of half Aaron Judge. So now I have 11 people on my list. Okay. Um, I have two tennis people. Okay. I only have one, but okay. Okay. I obviously chose Serena Williams. Me too! Because how could you not? How, like, and I think Was it the Australian Open that she won while she was pregnant? Yes. Yeah. And didn't drop a set? So, like, Amazing. There you go. Just that. You could say, and I don't even want to put the qualifier on this, best athlete of all time. She very well could be. Because, holy fuck. Maybe Michael Phelps. We can have a conversation. Maybe. I think, let's see how she does after baby. Yeah. Because obviously that can... It can change it things. Can totally Absolutely. change things. And she's already, what, 35, 36? Yeah. So, like, there, there's, there's a things There's slower that, rebound yeah, in your bodies. Yeah, um, But for anyone who's like, oh, what a, what a big deal she played while she was pregnant. Yeah, she won the fucking Australian and Open and didn't s- drop a goddamn set while she was pregnant. Also, people said that gave her an advantage. Are you kidding no. me? No. There is a parasite growing inside of her <laughs> that is draining her life force away for its own life force. And you think that's an advantage? Yep. No. Wrong. <gasps> Clearly you don't understand anything, anything. about babies or women. <laughs> Just Or life? Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> oh. Who else you got? I also chose, and this is again, I'm such a homer. I just love Eugenie Bouchard so much because she defeated uh, Mary, Maria Sharapova yes. in Madrid. After she had openly called her a cheater. And yeah. I fucking love that. It's good. Oh, And I wish she, she defeated was, the number one in Madrid, too. I wish she was, like, better more consistently. Me, too. But she's also super young. Yeah. That's true. And I love Milos, too. I'm such a homer for tennis. I like Rafa Nadal. He's my other favorite. Rafa's, player. like, really having a tough time yeah. now. What is he, like, ranked three or four? Right. <laughs> he's only ranked three. I know, but, like, it's... But he's, yeah. like, Clay is his, like, number yeah. one whatever, but yeah. that doesn't translate. No, it doesn't. It doesn't so, at all. Yeah, he's he's having some trouble, but I think Andy Murray's number one for men's tennis right now. I think now. so, yeah. Who's an interesting dude, too. Yeah. Um... For football, I went with my sentimental pick, and I said Aaron Rodgers. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, better than Tom Brady. I will fight anyone. And Malcolm, I was asking him for soccer people, which we'll get to in a second, because um, I had one, but I didn't have another, and he suggested Tom Brady, and I replied to him, Tom Brady can go fuck a tree, because I do not <laughs> like Tom Brady. I don't want to hear his name ever again. He's very good. I do not care about But, like, him. if you want to, if you want to, like, talk about, you know, who's actually, I mean, yeah, sure, the Patriots have won a whole bunch of Super Bowls or whatever, but, like, it's not just because of the quarterback. No. He's part of it. Um, but, like, he makes that cat, he makes that toss in the Super Bowl last, well, this past Super Bowl, Julian Edelman, who, like, somehow miraculously catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, any other receiver, that's probably on the ground. So, like, yeah, sure, it's a completion for Tom Brady, but that completion was team. half yeah. the receiver as well. Yeah. So I would say, like, probably pound for pound, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback 
in the league. Sure, I won't fit you on that. And I don't think I have another football player. Because, again, football is a weird one because it's not quite like baseball, but, like, you have guys that are exceptionally good at their position. Yeah. But they're not necessarily game changers. Yeah. So. And it seems like if it is, it's very kind of streaky. Like, yeah. it'll be one game but not the other game. Like, if J.J. Watt could stay healthy for more than, like, three games at a time, I would say probably him. Because yeah. he's unbelievable. But, like, the injury thing and whatever, so. Which makes sense because it's, like. Yeah, absolutely. You're. Yeah. Attacking each other's bodies. Yeah. It's a weird sport. It is a weird sport. I don't have any football people. That's okay. Uh, I have swimming next. I have a swimmer too! Katie Ledecky! Yes! yes! <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to love about Katie Ledecky. Do you want to say She was like her? incredible in the Olympics. Like... Yeah. And she's still in college. So, so young. Yeah, she's like 19 or whatever. Yeah. And when she swam, I think it was 800, and she was out like... Two thirds of a pool length ahead of everybody. Like twelve at, like, seconds ahead, yeah. At like the crazy. halfway point, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, there's nobody can catch her. Like no. she's unbelievable. She is phenomenal." And I think like she's only going to get better mm-hmm. too, because she's still pretty young. Yeah. Was um, that her first Olympics? Uh no, I think she was there, the one previous in London. Yeah, um, but like she was just unbelievable. Like she, I yeah, it was amazing to watch. So, these, this is her stats. Five-time Olympic gold medalist, nine-time world champion, and then current world record holder in 400, 800, and 1500 meter freestyle. And, like, I don't know if you guys know anything about swimming, but, like... Swimming's fucking hard. It is hard, but, like, a 400 meter race is, like, a long sprint. Mm-hmm. Just the way that, that you pace it and, and whatever. Um, and the 800 and the 1500 are distance events. And so the fact that she's good at... The 400 and the 1500 is it's actually incredible. pretty remarkable. Yeah. Like, I can understand the 4 and the 8, or the 8 and the 15, but to be good at all three of those, like, as good as she is at all three of those, yeah. is pretty incredible. As, as the world record holder yes. in all three of those is yeah, astonishing, yeah. Um, and I guess, like, my second swimmer, if I had to say, would still probably be Michael Phelps. I, yeah. I don't know that there's anyone, even now, who's better than he is. Like, he's just dominant. Yeah. I have no arguments with that. Um, okay, Serena, Eugenie, Katie, Sid, Russ. I have, James. for track and field, I was thinking about this because we were talking. Oh, I said you Usain Bolt. Yeah, of course. Because, like, how could you, like, he's, yeah. Yeah, I th- I didn't choose him because, like, now he's retired. Yeah. I think if we would have done this, like, in August, yeah. of course. But I'm in- excited for what Andre's going to do at the next Olympics and mm-hmm. the next Worlds without Usain there. Yeah. It's going to be a maybe Is he going to be the one the sort of driving? Yeah. Yeah. But, um... So we'll see about that. And then I have a couple soccer players. Yeah, me too. One who's not really maybe at the top of her game anymore, but I don't care, because sentimentally... Christine Sinclair? Absolutely. Don't worry yes! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry for the high five that you're gonna hear. I'm not... I'm not editing that out. Um, yeah, she's, uh... She might very well be the best female soccer player that's ever played a game. Oh, yeah. Like, I know that Abby Wambach and whatever, There's whatever... more goals. What, but not by cares? enough for it to matter anymore. No. Um... But Abby Wambach also played on, like, teams with really good players. Yeah. And Sinclair's our, been grinding it, man. Our Canadian national team, up until fairly recently, hasn't been that great. Yeah. And she's been, like, the face of women's soccer in this country, and I think she's... Yeah. I think she's I unbelievable. I absolutely agree. I said a second worldwide all-time... Listen to this. Four World Cup appearances. She plays professional with three championships. She's been in three Olympics and has been shortlisted for the FIFA World Player of the Year. 
2016. What? That's nuts. So what you're saying is she's really good. She's really fucking she's good. She's really good. Yeah. And she's Canadian, man. She's ours. She is. She's very good. And my other was Lionel Messi because oh my God. you can't. Triple I yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just sublime. Yeah. There's no other word for it. Mm-mm. Exactly the same. Yeah. Exactly the same. Best to watch. Does shit. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Like, you just kind of have to accept that he's probably going to do something awesome. Of course. In the game. Like, that's. It's just going to be the thing. Yeah. Um, and he's got that really weird. Like different color beard, yeah, hair thing. Yeah, it is a little bit strange. <laughs> it is a little bit odd. But uh, and he but went blonde, which was not a good look. That was for not. Him. No, I'm glad he. And like, as someone who is regularly blonde, yeah. I kind of feel that. But you're rich enough to find someone who can get into a good blonde. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is a Spanish yeah. thing because a lot of the Spanish dudes go blonde, but it just wasn't a good look. Yeah, it wasn't. It was not a good thing. He's still good. He's very good. Yeah, I would. I would pay money to watch him play. Mm-hmm. Do you have anyone else? No, that's my whole list, too. That's my list, too. Look at that. So we're, like, sort so of... So many overlaps. Sort of on the same page. That's kind of... We did not... We did not share our list beforehand. No, not at all. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. And I think, like, we, we had the conversation this morning when we were talking about this. Like, are we picking just professionals or, like, also amateurs? And I was like, no, amateurs, too. For yeah. sure. Um, because then you have people, like... I mean, you could make the argument, I suppose, that Amanda Kessel's a professional hockey player um, for playing in the NWHL, but... She's not a professional hockey player on the level that, like, NHLers are. Yeah. Or whatever, right? It's widely known, yeah. And doesn't have that, that recognition. But, like, I mean, someone like Katie Ledecky is an amateur athlete. Yeah, which is so ridiculous. And she's in college, and, like, oh my god, she's incredible. And you can have five Olympic medals and be an amateur at something. Yeah. Like, that is what? an oxymoron in and of itself. That is crazy. Like, it doesn't make sense. That is that is crazy talk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so anyway, that's our... That's our sports list. Thanks for that question, Chris. So we, just so now you know, we pay attention to more than just the others. Mm-hmm. Sort of. And I'm trying to get into soccer because Malcolm is super into soccer, especially Celtic. But it's really hard to watch because it's always on at really weird times for mm-hmm. us. And there's so much about it that I, like, don't understand. Like, just the culture stuff of the soccer culture is The so culture is strange. very different, yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. The culture is a very different thing. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that about, like, Bolton having him, like, being retired or whatever, because I was thinking, too, about someone else who had recently retired in rugby, Richie McCaw from New Zealand. He would have mm. been on my list had he still been active. Yeah. I was trying to get, my friend Larissa plays rugby. She's in university, and, and um, I was trying to get her feedback, because I thought Jen Kish, but of course that's, like, Rugby Seven's Canadian team. Yeah. Homer stuff, so I was like, eh, yeah, I need to know more about it before I... Yeah. But she had some suggestions about um, male rugby stuff, but I just didn't know enough. So sorry about that, Laura. Sorry, I appreciate your knowledge, but didn't make the list. Yeah, if anyone has any other, like, things that you want, like, top ten or top five favorite or whatever, let us know. We'll uh, yeah. see what we can do. It was fun to look up. Because we don't necessarily like all the same things all the time. No. So our list will be different. Although, like... <laughs> we kind of share a brain. I don't know, like, we were talking about Pacific Rim one day, but how, like, what? we share a brain. And then we're, like, drift compatible. Oh, yeah. Because we kind of are. The Backstreet Boys thing last week The Backstreet Boys thing was... Fun. Yeah, and that's where we were talking about <laughs> being drift compatible. Because um, we're absolutely that way. On some things. So, yeah, if you have any uh, any more that you want us to do, let us know. We will we will accommodate. Yeah. That's fun to do. Okay, we're going to go away from sports now. We are. Okay. Because, oh, my God. Riverdale season one. Finito. 
Do we know who murdered Jason Blossom? Yeah, we know who murdered Jason Blossom. Are we going to spoil it? I don't care. I'm probably not going to watch it. A hundred percent I'm going to spoil it Okay, we're going to just stop listening. Just pause. I don't know what time this (laughs) will be done. Um, We're going to just skip ahead. Like, we're going to say who it is real quick. Yeah. And so just skip ahead like 15 seconds and then you won't hear the name if you haven't watched. So, So, like, who murdered Jason Blossom? His own father. What? Yes. Could not believe it. Why? Because Jason found out. Oh my God, Jess, please don't skip ahead. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Jason found out that the Blossom business, which is maple syrup, right? The most ridiculous premise of all time. Yeah. Obviously not financially stable. No, apparently not. Just decided. Where is Riverdale, by the way? Uh, if maple syrup is there, are they in Vermont? Northeast. Northeast. Oh. Oh, okay, that's fair enough. I'm um, but also the Pacific Northwest? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> Because it's Sean Vancouver. Okay. But, um, <laughs> business, having a rough time. Okay. So what he did was just branched out into a heroine, uh, and is a heroin distributor from, oddly... In the maple syrup? Or just, like, yes. alongside the maple syrup? They found the dad hanging in, like, the maple syrup bar, and he hung himself, and it, like cask of maple syrup which is like a wine cask because I had a problem with was <laughs> tipped over and what was in it was like bags of heroin wow so apparently he's running drugs between Riverdale oh, and Montreal which I was like okay from Vancouver <laughs> yeah exactly I was imagining um like heroin dissolved in maple syrup somehow I don't know why like that was just like oh. like like Maybe One could say maple syrup is heroin. It is. It's true. Yeah. So that was really weird. I'm not crazy about that side of the story. Interesting. But Jughead's dad, accused of the crime, arrested for the crime. Right. Still in jail because he helped clean up Jason's dead body. Okay. And is not cooperating because he won't tell the police, like, are the serpents, like, distributing the drugs? Like, who is it? And yeah. he says it's not them. They don't deal in anything more than weed, yada, yada, yada. But he won't... Co- participate in the investigation so he's going to jail for a long time wow but episode ended on a real crazy note because riverdale's like coming to pieces there's essentially like a class war happening now between north side and south side serpents okay and like south side's devolving into crime jughead leaves the north side school with everybody yeah. And now is attending the South Side because he's being placed in a foster family. This sounds an awful like what happened on Friday Night Lights when all of a sudden they were just like an imaginary new yeah. school. Jughead also takes off his hat. What? I know. Did he also eat a hamburger? Yes, he did! <laughs> Megan, he's <laughs> not a not. vegan. I shit you not. Takes <laughs> off his hat. We see him eating. It's not at Pops, but it's in the cafeteria. Okay. Cheryl comes to apologize to him. About his dad? Because she, like, attacked him. Oh, okay, okay. And was, like, obviously, like, distressed when she found out, like, supposedly who killed her dad, or who killed her brother, but it wasn't him, it was the dad. Cheryl's a mess. And Cheryl actually tries to commit suicide by jumping in the river in the wintertime. And Archie finally gets oh to be a hero. Oh. Breaks his hand through the ice, like, blood everywhere, trying to break through the ice to fish her out again. And wow. then she's, like, nobody talks about it. And I was, like, okay, problem number four here. Yeah. Of what's happened. Yeah. But then Jughead goes to the south side. The serpents offer him a coat to be a part of the gang. And he just puts it on. <gasps> Jughead, no. what are you doing in front of Betty? And it's she's like... because he ate the burger. <laughs> and it poisoned his mind. <laughs> um, I'm the vegetarian here, Megan. What are you doing? I, well, I did. I just assumed maybe he was like a vegan. And that's why we hadn't been eating a burger. That's all. Yeah, possibly. So I, what I think is happening for season two 
Because they set up a lot of stuff for season two. I think he's going to go, like, undercover to figure out oh, okay. the real truth and why his dad isn't snitching, which, whatever, that's not what FP would do anyway. And then also, the end of the episode ends with Archie's dad getting shot at Pops by, like, some part of this class war conflict that's happening. Some guy's trying to, like, rob Pops. So this sounds like a combination of, like, a storyline. Do you remember, like, the comics, like, the big ones? Yeah. It sounds like one of those. It is. With also, like, little ones from, like, the Double Digests, like, interspersed. That's what this show sounds like to me. It is. But also deviated from the comics entirely. Yeah. And, oh my god, the biggest part was we found out that um, Betty's mom and dad had this big, like, falling out in high school after they were crowned, like, homecoming king and queen, because of course they were. Of course. And FP had told Betty that they had, like, a huge fight that night, and why don't they tell Betty what it was about, yada, yada, yada. Alice had told uh, her husband, Hal, that she was pregnant, and she went away to that same little convent that housed Polly. Yeah. And they have an older brother somewhere. Which I was like, Chip! Chip is back! Do you remember Chip? I do remember Chip, yeah, yeah. So they've set up that for season two as well. Wow, that's uh, that's something. A lot of shit happened. That sounds like a lot for an episode. It was. Well, that was like the last episode and a half because we found out who actually killed, like, that it was, um, what the fuck is Blossom's dad's name? I don't know. That was in, um, the previous episode. And also Cheryl burnt the Blossom house down. Like, gasoline over the floor. Her mom's comes in. She's holding, like, a candelabra. <laughs> Drops the <laughs> mic, walks out. Oh, Cheryl. So, so she does that, and then she also tries to commit suicide, but no one addresses the fact that she tried to commit suicide. Like, they're just like, this, The tried to commit suicide happened first. Okay. And then Veronica took her in. Okay. Because Veronica's really trying to make amends for all the shitty stuff that her family has done. Because, yeah, okay. Because, yeah. So we're obviously going to, like, see Hiram. He's going to come back in next, or come into season two, too. Do you know who is playing him? No. Uh, Mark Consuelos. What? Because, well, now that fucking Pitch has been cancelled, which I'm still salty about, he was cast, but then it was, like, contingent on whether or not Pitch (gasps) was continued. So I'm, like, really kind of heartbroken about it because... But that's gonna be amazing. Yeah, but I'm still heartbroken about it, just so you know. I know, you still are. And you deserve deserve to be. And then they also recast Reggie. Yeah, because he's gonna be... (sighs) There's so many angry things about... That's centered around this show, though. About, yeah, and I haven't even watched it, and I'm just angry about it. So, did we talk about that? We did mention that, I think. Yeah. So, Reggie, the guy that plays Reggie on yeah. um, Riverdale, is also, was also in 13 Reasons Why, as Zach, and he was really, really good. Um, And there's going to be a second fucking season of 13 Reasons Why, and Which I don't sense. fucking understand. It, it was a book about a girl who committed suicide, and each chapter was, like, a piece of the story and how she committed suicide and why and who was, like responsible directly or indirectly or whatever for it and then the book ends and she's like some people have sort of come to grips with their their involvement in it and other people are like really struggling with it and all this other stuff but like the book is over and she's still fucking dead and the show is over and she's still dead and then they're gonna make another stupid fucking season and i'm really not impressed yeah that's because i thought it was really well done as a standalone 13 episode thing yeah we need to take our cues from the British when we make TV shows. Less is more. Less is always more. And yeah. just, like, end it when it's done. That's what really frustrated me about that show. Oh, fuck. What was it called? Um, damn it. It was about the south of England uh, the where the kid is killed. And the... Oh, it's got the 11th Doctor in it or 10th Doctor in it. The Scottish guy. Oh, my God. David Tennant? Broad David Church? Tennant. Yes, Broadchurch. That should have just been one season. Yeah. 
Because the second season, always the second season where it's like, we're going to deal with the after effect of that thing, never works. Which is apparently what they're doing with 13 Reasons Why. There's no stakes in that. But, like, I already have been invested and now I don't care. Yeah. Because I feel like the story has come to a very natural conclusion. Yeah. Because she's dead. And also, some people should have come to terms with it, and some people should be struggling with it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's okay. That's life. That's how life is. Yeah. <laughs> life is unsatisfying. So, Riverdale has ruined everything. It's ruined a TV show that I really liked oh. in 13 Reasons Why, because now there's going to be more of it. Yeah. And it also ruined Pitch. It did not, though. I blame that. No, it didn't. <laughs> but, like, oh, I'm still so mad about it. I'm just so mad, because, like, they re- I just read today that they renewed um, New Girl. Yes. At Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Which is fine. Which is fine, and Brooklyn I'm super Nine-Nine, happy. I think could come to a close next season. I well. think so too. I think yeah. they've and kind still of, be fine and still be okay. And yeah. and New Girl's gonna get another season. They're gonna. It's their final one. It's been announced, yeah. it's, but it's been seven years. Yeah. Couldn't you have spent a little bit of money from one of those two? Yeah. And like funded pitch. Yeah. Which got better ratings than some shit that you're. I don't know. Anyway. I know. There's a lot of shit with that. There's a campaign to like for other networks like Hulu or something to maybe pick it up and. Which I think. That actually is a platform that would work better on Hulu or, or yes. on Prime or something Because like people that. watch these shows on those. Yeah. And they, they, they would be willing to wait for the whole series and to binge watch. And then, yeah. Or, as they, Netflix has shown, people are willing to wait a week yeah. on Netflix to watch a show. Yeah. Um, like, oh, I hate that so much, though. <laughs> but you're willing to do it. I am. Like, I was disappointed <laughs> this week that there was no more Last Kingdom. Yeah. Because the season finale was, like, last week or whatever. So I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, there's an example of a TV show made out of books. And it's a series of ten books so far. And each se- like each season of the show is two books. Yeah. So they take 650 pages of source material and pare it down into eight hours of television. It's totally doable. Totally doable, yeah. So that's why 13 Reasons Why does not need... Another and another even, season. Even, you know, Riverdale's not working from any source material, but even in, what was it, 13 episodes, there was still two episodes where after I watched it, I was like, well, this was a fucking waste of time. Yeah. Like, we didn't learn anything. That was really dumb. Yeah. And I think that happens more, right? Like, we were talking before we hit record, too, about, like, things that we hate watch, which is a question that we'll deal with. But, like, I yeah. hate watch Blue Bloods on CBS. I have, like, a very specific end goal for watching this show. Yeah. And I just don't care most of the time. Yeah. Because, like, Tom Selleck is all, like, Catholic and sanctimonious, and then Grandpa Grandpa Reagan needs to die. Like, he just needs to not be part of the show anymore. He is just awful. Because it's, like, current police commissioner in New York, and, like, former police commissioner, and, like, a son is a detective, and another son is a patrolman, and then the daughter is a district attorney. And it's just, like... What a fam. Yeah. But, like, every, every fucking Sunday, they sit down for Sunday dinner, and then there's, like, some kind of churchy lesson... It isn't necessarily spiritual, but, like, that's the aim of it. Oh, what is the... Uh, what network runs this? CBS. Oh, of course. But, like, I hate watch it because, like, every once in a while, I'm just like, stupid, no one cares about this is fucking storyline. Is that the one Tom Selleck? It is on Tom Selleck. And I like Tom Selleck. Yeah. But if they got rid of Grandpa, I think it would be better. Is he the Grandpa? No, he's the patriarch. Oh, okay. He's the dad. And then Grandpa's, like, right. the former police commissioner. <laughs> Talk about patriarchy. Yeah, talk, talk about nepotism, like, to the nth degree. And so there's all this made about, like, oh, I can't show my kids favoritism and, like, promotions and stuff because then they'll think, you know, then other officers will think that this and this. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Oh, God. And, like, they're, like, co- scraping the bottom of the barrel. For stories. For stories yeah. now. That's a bummer. It is a bummer. But, like, they can still tell stories, yeah. you know. But at least they have, they make sense. Whereas 
I'm still mad about 13 Reasons Why. Like, it makes me angry. Because I think, all together, I think it was really well, really well done. I wonder if where they could take it is, because especially up north, we have this problem with, um, like, group suicides. I wonder if they could take it in that direction. Mm. How that can, like, overwhelm a community and, you know, there's one thing that's a trigger and without supports and without understanding kids and what they're going through that that... We, well, we had a staff meeting, um, not last week, but the week before, and we talked a little bit about it, and, like... About the show? About the show, and, yeah. like, if our kids were talking about it, what we should say and stuff, and one of the other teachers brought up a good point, and he was just sort of, like... Because the suicide at the end, spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah. Um, it's really graphic, right? awful yeah. to watch. As it should be. And it should be. It wasn't romantic, and it wasn't glorified, and, like, there was no music, and she, like, filled the bathtub, and yeah. she slit her wrists... And thinking about it kind of makes me squeamish right now. Yeah. And I had to turn away. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't well, actually watch it. Well, then that means it's it. well done. Um, but there's lots of, like, there's lots of research to support that when kids, especially, who are thinking about suicide, see that, they're like, oh, it worked. Oh. So there, and I, so I get that, which is another reason why I feel like they need to just leave it alone. Like, yeah. Right? Like, because there is that ideation and there's, like... There are there are kids or people who are triggered by seeing things like that, mm-hmm. and they're watching it compulsively. Yeah, maybe we don't need to have more of it. Yeah, you know, or if you're gonna have more of it, let's have another season since there there's gonna be more. Have a season that deals with like the legitimate aftermath mm-hmm. and how her parents can't get their lives together. And how, as much as, like, now that everyone kind of knows the truth of what happened, like what happened to her, and the, the finality of it, yeah, and, like, yeah. deal with all these people who she left the tapes for. Yeah. Because... Which is such a fucking oh, dick move. It kind of is. Like, I... Like, you're supposed to, I think, feel sorry for her. I don't. You do a little... You do a little bit because of, like, what you find out on the okay, last tape. Okay. You can't not feel sorry for her. Right. But, like... Is it a rapey rape? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, if, ah. and you know, and once you know, then you're like, oh, fucking course. You go back to the first episode, and you're like, of course he did. Like, of course, right? But, like, yeah, you just, I feel like if they show the aftermath, like, how her parents, like, legitimately now cannot hold their shit together. Yeah. And how it's broken her friends. And then maybe that's okay. But if they don't take it in that direction, I don't think they should do it. Yeah, that's fair. I'm also just not okay with that idea that, you know this comes from my own personal experience that somehow my actions are to be blamed on other people like, yeah i'm not okay with that like, yeah no therapist is ever going to tell you that no no that's true right so i yeah i i just have a real problem with that which is why like i read the back of the cover of the book and i know you you read it last year and recommended it to me but i just that's too that's too close to me to to read that's really frustrating for me. Yeah. And it's, like, it's well done. And the structure, yeah. all the things about it are well done. But, like, I just don't know if there needs to be more. But then also, like, that, that idea of, of, of not having discussions with kids about that is... Sometimes I feel like they're not going to get discussions about it elsewhere. That's true. And yeah. and especially because so much of our, our job is, you know, modeling good behavior, which I had to do in a crisis situation last <laughs> week. Um... And, and that can be, you know, an opener to interesting insights with them and, and let you know your kids a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's really tough. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's really tough. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that's, that's happening. Yeah. Speaking of second seasons. Oh, Master of None? Yeah. I, I haven't watched any of it, so. Oh. I'll get around to it one of these days. You will absolutely. I it's still everything. need to watch Fast Five another 17 times, apparently. How dare you? And Inception. <laughs> and Inception, which was on when Kelsey got here, yeah. Um, so if you're not, or if you haven't heard of Master of None, it's Aziz Ansari show on Netflix. And it's uh, essentially a story about him and his life in New York City. And what I absolutely love about it is it is incredibly diverse, not just in the cast, because obviously he's uh, uh, he's an uh, an Asian man, and there's other Asian men in it. There's one white character played by Eric Wareheim, who is Perfect. so funny because he's double the size of Aziz Ansari so they call each other Little Bud and Big Bud in the show uh, please tell me Aziz is Big Bud because no, that would be bud. even better he's Little Bud and there's this wonderful character Denise who's a black lesbian woman and, and he dates a white woman and, and there's so much talk about that but the season 2 is seriously so so ambitious artistically and creatively it blew me away Cool. The first episode of season two, he's in Italy after this bad breakup in in uh, season one where he just like, you're not sure if he's going to Japan to see this girlfriend or if he's just like going to Italy to find himself. And then you find out he went to Italy to find himself, which is great. But the first episode is all black and white. Oh, cool. And it's framed like an old Italian film. Where he's got a, a a girl that he's interested in, his phone gets stolen, and then what he's trying to do is find that thief, and it's called The Thief. Oh, cool. It's so funny. Okay, fine. And then there's also oh, a, an episode about religion that is great, about how his parents are Muslims, and, and his he's not. And his parents in the show are played by his real parents, who are terrible actors, <laughs> but his dad is like a revelation. That's awesome. He's so funny. And then the episode that I loved, and I was talking to my friend Davis about this because he watched it in one, well, one and a half nights. I watched it in one night, all of it, <laughs> is this episode where you actually only see Dev, Aziz Ansari's character, in the first 30 seconds and the last 30 seconds. And then what follows is three mini stories about this doorman who works for, like, privileged people in New York, and then a deaf woman trying to communicate her sexual struggles to her husband in a store and this woman comes up and is like signing to them she's like you are talking about vaginas my kids understand asl do not talking about like (laughs) stop talking about your sexual frustrations in a store everyone can hear you which is like so funny that is really funny and then about uh a a mini episode or like mini story about it um about this cab driver trying to like make his life in New York and, and find connections and find people. And it's all framed around this horror story where everyone knows the twist and no one, like, everyone keeps spoiling it to okay. each other through all these different means. And it has, like, all those characters kind of together in the movie theater at the end. Seriously, so ambitious. Cool. It's fantastic. I'll check it out one of these days, I'm sure. And he's fantastic in it. He's so funny. It's so well He acted. is so funny. It's filmed gorgeously, especially stuff in Italy. Like, it's Oh, it's cool. so good. I'll check it out, I promise. And it's, I love that it's so different from Riverdale. Like, Liv- Riverdale is trash, right? But this is like... Riverdale is like the embodiment oh, of this podcast. <laughs> it is. Master of None is so high quality cool. awesomeness. And season one was fantastic. Season two is like, set the world on fire. Really? It's so good. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, you've convinced me. You've got to watch it. Man. I will. We have a big long weekend next weekend. Maybe I'll watch it then. I know, and I'm going to White Horse. Yeah. Yay. I mean. And we're going to go to Alaska. Are you? Yeah. When are you coming back? Um, Monday afternoon. Okay. So I'm flying up Friday night, uh, and then it's a direct flight there, which is weird. But then Monday when I come back, I have to stop in Calgary. <laughs> All myself. Okay. Just to come north. Yay. <laughs> wow. That's Okay. Um, I don't know if I have anything to, like, I just, I, I don't know, I'm really busy this that week. That was me last week, I didn't have anything to say. I know, I'm just trying to think, like, I didn't read anything new or exciting this week, I don't think. And that's okay. I reread To Kill a Mockingbird this week. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. And I was reading it, like, in the bar before the hockey game on Wednesday night, because I was <laughs> prepping my novel study unit while the pens and the caps were playing. Yeah. Because usually on Wednesdays it only worked till like 6.30, but I was like, oh, if I want to get a parking spot and whatever, I got to go early. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I took my homework with me and I was like reading To Kill a Mockingbird in the bar and almost cried again because it's beautiful. I still haven't read it and I've seen the movie and I... Like, have you never read it? Because I've... When, like, I was, I was going to teach grade 10, some people had done it. I was like, okay, I don't know anything about this book. Excuse me, I get a pen and stab myself in the. I can't. Even I tried believe. to watch the movie with um, Gregory Peck. Gregory Peck. So good. I've tried to watch it three times, Megan, and I fall asleep in the first time. Just read the book. Time. Just read the book. It's beautiful. Like it's gorgeous. Okay, I'll add it to my summer list. It's oh my god, it's so good. Like I could talk forever about it. And so I'm really excited to teach it because, like... Oh my gosh, should that be the first book of our... Maybe. ...book podcast? Yeah, I could do that. Um, and then I was reading, and I mean, obviously you haven't read it, so this doesn't mean much to you, but then, I, of course, I read the sequel, or whatever. So oh, I mean, yeah, other yeah. book, Ghost Head of Watchmen. Ghost Head of Watchmen. And there's a line in To Kill a Mockingbird that, like, for whatever reason I had never noticed before, and then now having read Ghost Head of Watchmen, I was just like... <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. It connects some things. Yeah, it was cool. How like, do you feel about Ghost Out of Watchmen? Like, as as it was, you know, constructed and the released? Way, the, and... the book and the story itself is fine. Yeah. The release I, I have trouble with. Yeah. Because I feel like she was coerced into doing it. Um, but I think it's re- really interesting because, like, Atticus Finch is sort of the dad that everybody wishes they had, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, that's the way that the character yeah. comes across. Like, um, heroic and, and sensitive and stoic and... Yes, but loves his children fiercely and would do absolutely anything for them. And they learned so much from him. Right. Just by observing. What's the main character's name? Scout. Scout, right. Jean Louise, but she goes by Scout. I love that. And her brother, Jem. Yeah. Yeah. Those are cute names. What happened to mom? Do we know? Uh, She died, I think, when Scout was a baby. Okay. I can't remember if it was Scouts... in childbirth. She's the oh. youngest. I was like, she must be the youngest. I can't remember. I can't remember if if it was in childbirth or not. But okay. yeah, she died when Scott was a baby. Um, and so like, there's so many good things about it. But like, there's this this wonderful bit about at the beginning where she talks about the town they live in, Maycomb, and just like the description is just glorious. Like it's yeah. just beautiful, and you just kind of want to go there and like see the town because this description is so vivid. You see the town through those eyes yeah. through the whole book. And it's told um, past tense by Scout? Yeah, it's first person, but it's retrospective. So she's an adult right. telling the story. And so, of course, there's, like, that unreliability of the narrator and whatever that goes oh, with right, it. But, yeah. like, oh, it's so good. I love it so much. I think we should do that for our... We could, yeah. We could do that. Might be a good way in before we get into the Rushdie. <laughs> Which is I fine, know. too. That one's a little bit more... Yeah. 
academic, isn't it? But, she, yeah, but I haven't read just, any. Just, I've only read a little bit of that one. I've read other stuff of his though. He's it's hard. It's hard it's to hard read. read. Yeah. Okay. Maybe start with that then. Um. But yeah. So I was I was doing that work and it was fun. And then some of the guys that were at the bar with me were talking about To Kill a Mockingbird, like from when they were in grade ten and stuff, and how yeah. they remembered it and stuff. Yeah, it was cool. That's so strange because I ne- like I don't know if it was Red Deer. Like I never read that. I think it's because there's a bunch of racist people in Red Deer, and I'm not just saying that because I hate Red Deer, but, like, apparently, statistically speaking, Red Deer is, like, home to more white supremacists per capita than, like, anywhere in North America. I, I you know what? And I so, the fact it. that that was not taught in Red Deer is maybe not all that surprising. But I, I never, like, I knew that from the people that, you know, I grew up with and, and certain areas that I lived in, because we lived in a really poor area first and then a more aff- affluent area later. And, like, I, I got that from both sides. Yeah. I didn't get that from my teachers. Like, we had this amazing teacher, Mr. Olages, in grade 10 for when it was still humanities. And he was the absolute opposite of that. Of that. But I wonder if it was a community thing, though. You know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe someone had tried know. to teach it and, like, you know, because you never know. Maybe. Yeah. Right? You never know. I don't know. But I also did Othello twice and yeah. never anything else. So it's, like, there's just weird stuff that happened at that school. Yeah. And we did night, which was wonderful, but that was grade 12. Yeah. So we are finishing Romeo and Juliet in English 10. Yeah. My kids hate it so much. And I don't blame them, because it's terrible. The first three acts are really good. I know, it's four and five. And four and five are just like, like it's, I feel the same way about act four of Romeo and Juliet as I felt about the second Twilight movie. Oh. Have you seen the second Twilight movie? Oh, I've seen the second Twilight Okay, I have not seen all of the movies, but I've seen most of that one. And the bit where she's, like, lying in her bed and the seasons change and that, like, weird montage thing. I wanted to reach through the TV and just slit her wrists for her so it would be over. I feel the same way about Act 4 of Romeo and Juliet. Like, I just want... For Juliet's perspective? Yeah, just everything. I just want them to die and just be done with it. Because, like, Paris is awful and... Lord Capulet is terrible, and Juliet is just a whiny 13-year-old. Like, just make it stop already. I know, and I think that that's taught to grade 10s because it's like, oh, they'll find something in It's just like, no. No. Everyone hates it. What would be a good sub in there? I guess, you know, it's not mandatory in grade 10, right? No. But lots of people do it because it's mandatory in grade 11 and 12, I know. and so they teach and it. And I think without, I have some kids who didn't do it last year, and we're doing Macbeth this year, and they're, they, they really are struggle. finding yeah. a struggle. But what could you sub in in, in 10? For Shakespeare? Um, like, would you do a comedy instead? I think so. Probably. I do Merchant of Venice with, like, 10 honors. It's not yeah. really a comedy, but... It, but there's also kind of some, like, religious dynamics but the, in there Yeah, that are but the story makes more sense. Because it's a story that isn't unbelievable, ultimately. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably a comedy. I don't know which one, though. Oh, I did do Merchant of Venice in high school. Yeah. And I, okay. Because, like... Because Pound of Flesh, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I mean, it's not a comedy. 11. I was in uh, grade 11 honors. That it's, was the only thing they offered. <laughs> it's um, only a comedy because nobody dies. Because <laughs> there's nothing funny about it. No. Um, I don't know what I would do for Shakespeare instead, but Romeo and Juliet just sucks. It does. The only good thing about is it is the getting movie? to show the Baz Luhrmann movie because uh, it's so great and that soundtrack Baz is Lerman's so good. movies are freaking fantastic, man. They're so good. Did not love my Rouge. Really? And by did not love, I mean I've only seen like half of it. Oh, had to turn it it's off. worth a second look. There's no possible way it was. Is it's it worth the singing? No, I like music. I don't care about that. No, I just didn't like it. It was probably Nicole Kidman, to be perfectly honest. I find her illuminating in that film. Not, yeah, illuminating. Not yeah, illuminating. no, no, I did I not. I loved it. Did not. I've, I've legitimately never watched the whole thing. 
can't. I tried, but I couldn't do it. Okay. I've watched more Twilight movies than I've watched of Moulin Rouge. Oh, well, that's depressing. I know. Ugh. But I also hate watch those, so it's okay. That's true. <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else. It's just been a busy week at work and it hockey. Has. And now the hockey's done. Lots of time. Well, it's not done, but I don't have to pay quite as much attention to it. Yeah. Plus, there's less games. So. Yeah, which is nice. And lastly, before we get to questions, we want to talk about our American president's bracket. Yeah. Because it went off like a fire yesterday, and that was, or last week. And, and was better so than fire. we expected, so yeah. thanks, guys. Like 35 of you voted each time. And that's that like amazing. almost a full half of our followers. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty, Yay! that's awesome. <laughs> Participation ribbons Woo! for everyone. Yes. Uh, so we have our next uh, round. Uh, so our second round matchups are going to be Reagan versus Obama. Kennedy versus Eisenhower. Reagan won that one. He did. Holy shit, I didn't even look. Yeah. Wow. Can you double check this while I'm talking? Just oh, I believe. Right? <laughs> no, I believe you 100%. Uh, FDR versus Roosevelt and Lincoln versus Washington. So I re-listened to our predictions and they're pretty much panning out as we expected yeah. them to. Okay, okay. That's... I'm curious what's going to happen versus uh, FDR versus Teddy. I think FDR is going to take it. I just realized that I forgot last week to say the line about the Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans, oh! but there, it's there, there now. It's there. It's there now. Um, yeah, Obama beat Clinton. I voted for Bill Clinton. Um, did you? I did. Reagan, Kennedy, Eisenhower, FDR, by like a lot. Yeah. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, yeah, Lincoln and Jefferson. Who was Eisenhower up against? Uh, Truman. Right. That was, I think, the closest. Yeah. That one and Reagan and Bush were the closest. And who was FDR up against? Uh, FDR was up against Woodrow Wilson. Oh, right. Um, that one who was... Who did Johnson lose to? Kennedy. Oh, right. Duh. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone's curious, Obama won that with 89% of the vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reagan won with 58%. JFK won with 89%. Dwight D. Eisenhower won with 58%. FDR, 94%. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, 81. Abraham Lincoln, 97. Yeah, that one wasn't. Yeah, no, because Andrew Jackson is just a piece of shit. Um, And George Washington, 65, 35. Um, Which, there you go. That's what happens when the popular vote wins. Yeah. Then you pick those options and you carry them on through. Yeah. America, are you listening? (laughs) Are you listening to this tiny podcast (laughs) from Edmonton? Recorded in a kitchen. (laughs) And hopefully none of you can hear my neighbor mowing their lawn (laughs) right now. High quality stuff. So we're going to tweet all those. So please vote again and keep it going. I'm really interested as to how those are going to play out, especially Lincoln, Washington. Yeah. Because there will be like some people that are like, oh, the first one, whatever, whatever. But then there will also be the... Civil War versus Revolutionary yeah. War. Yeah. Yeah. That one's going to be interesting. I think Obama is going to take Reagan because Reagan is oh, just if, a piece of garbage. Yeah. If Obama doesn't take Reagan, I'm going to be really disappointed in people who <laughs> listen to this podcast, just because so you know. maybe you should listen to something else. Yeah. <laughs> If you haven't already figured out where we stand in a lot of things, Reagan is not in that place. No. A first actor to be president? Yes. Trump is technically the second. I know. But. Real depressing. Someday we'll get into some Donald Trumpian things. I just rather not think about him any more than I have to. We, I just read, uh, we had to take a little pause, and I just read Kelsey, um, a tragedy, <laughs> the American tragedy in three acts off Twitter. And uh, this morning, Trump tweeted out something. It was like about 8.15 in the morning or 8.30 in the morning. He tweeted out, like, Happy Mother's Day to Melania and all the other wonderful mothers. Whatever it was he said. But, like, 45 minutes before that, he had arrived at his golf course. And then, like, while he was obviously still golfing, because 
even Donald Trump couldn't golf around in two hours, even if he'd want you to believe that. Um, <laughs> Melania tweeted out a picture of her and their son saying Happy Mother's Day. We think that Melania has a... She's got a story to tell. She must have a... There has to be a story. Can't wait for it. It'll be great. Read the shit out of that. Yes. But I will not read the shit out of Ivanka's book. No. No. Gross. I'm real angry today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm real angry today. Do you have the questions? Because I don't. Um... Almost. I'm just tweeting out a picture of the fact that we're recording something in case oh. anyone cares. Priorities. Um, priorities. I'm on it. I'm on it. I got this. Um, okay, questions. Um, from Amanda, a new best friend. Uh, yes or yes, watching the Senators play hockey is like watching paint dry. Yes. It pretty much is. Except that also Eric Carlson is great to watch mm-hmm. when he does good things. Which is pretty much all the time. Pretty much all the time. Um, he's the best part of that team for sure. But oh, yes, yeah. they are very boring to watch. I'm Sometimes sorry. successful hockey is like that. Yeah. Which, you know. Sucks. Sucks. But that's okay. Um, another question that we got was from Tom, mm-hmm. whose Twitter name is now Purge Truther because, you know. Yep. Preds forever. I originally saw that and thought of Purge happily from Parks and Rec. So that's where I'm <laughs> at. That's where I'm at. His question, we sort of semi addressed this already. How excited are you guys for Chris Russell to sign a four year, a four million dollar AAV contract extension with the Oilers? Um, if I had to pick between that and giving myself a root canal with a fork, I would pick the root canal. Whoa. Two year deal? Sure. Less than four million dollars, also, please. A four is a lot of years. Four is, four is a lot, and four is a lot of money, too. I think the years is the problem that I have more than the money because with who we have, it's always going to be overpaid, I find. Yeah. Um, especially because they'll look at his season and, and see in their senses that it was a success. Yeah. So they're going to reward him for that. Yes, that's true. Um, so my problem is with the term. Yeah, that's fair. I think if it was, like, a two-year, $4 million deal, well, fine, take it, whatever. Because even if it's not, you know, another successful season, then whatever. Yeah. Right? It's not three more years. Yeah. it's it. So, Tom, to answer your question, it's not going to be Troy Brower. <laughs> no. How's that? Thank you. That's all I got. Um, we got a question from me. This is just something <laughs> that I thought about, and I was like, i got to put this in here, because I was watching YouTube this morning, and I was mad at myself. My question was... What YouTube channel do you hate watch? And I don't watch a channel particularly that I hate watch, but things that I watch that make me angry and I'm like, why are you doing this to yourself? Are like all of those videos for when people teach other people how to use bullet journals. And like people make money from this and I just don't understand. What is the economics of that? I don't know, but there's like this one channel, I can't remember her name, but she like that is now her legitimate business is like making videos about bullet journaling. But is it just because she has AdSense run before her videos? That's part of it now. But she's, like, turned it into a legitimate business. And, like... What's the revenue stream? I have no idea. But, like, she's... I don't... Anyway. (laughs) It's rare that you're speechless. (laughs) So, if you don't know, here's the thing. So, bullet journaling are... Is, like, a, a system of, like, you basically create your own day planner, right? Which I can appreciate because I, like... Yeah. I don't like pre-made planners because I don't use them because they don't usually fit with what I need. Yeah. So like Even having teaching ones are terrible. So bad. Yeah. I had a friend make me one this year and it's the best one I've ever used. Yeah. So it's got to be personalized. Yeah. Um. 
so it's this idea of like creating a journaling system where you like log stuff and like keep track of things and like I, and I like the idea of writing things down I remember stuff better when I write it down by hand or whatever so I can appreciate all of this um but it's turned into it was created by this guy named Ryder Carroll and it was just a system for him he called it essentially rapid logging so just he created a, a system of symbols or whatever like here's how you track stuff yeah and you just have a regular notebook with like line pages or grid pages or blank pages or whatever and you just add stuff to your to-do list for the day and if you don't finish a task, you just move it to the next day. And is the point efficiency? The point is efficiency. Okay. And keeping track of stuff. I'm fine with that. But this this is insane. Is not efficient. No. Yeah. Like these 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 people create like works of art ultimately. It's like, well, I didn't like this page because my lettering was a little sloppy. Have you seen my fucking handwriting? If I stopped, if I like redid something every time my writing was sloppy, I'd never get anything. I would legitimately never get anything done yeah um and so i just like i watch these videos sometimes uh sometimes i turn them on like before bed to fall asleep because it's almost exclusively women who are making these videos and their voices are like fairly even oh, okay. and they put so, me to sleep like instantly <laughs> which like it doesn't tell you very much about the content no but i was watching one this morning and i was just like so angry about it it's like, so weird it was such a, it's a, such a bizarre phenomenon especially because like sometimes my to-dos are like Buy toilet paper. Yeah. It's like, that's what you want emblazoned in a record forever? Yeah, and, like, you're going to make it pretty, and you're going to, like, tell me, like, what kind of fucking pens you use to write it down in? Oh, my God. Is this the epitome of, like, white society? Yes. This is, this is, like, this is, this is, like, the stationary version of a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, love Does that work for, like, that's how I feel about it. That's fair. Yeah, it is, it is, like, the, Yeah. Because essentially, and I read something, I don't know if it was on BuzzFeed or whatever, so they were talking about bullet journaling, and they were just like, bullet journaling gives people a reason to feel accomplished for accomplishing nothing. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds about right. Yeah, I, and especially when you look at some of the, like, the pages and, and whatever. And it's like, this is a list of things to do. Yeah. Like, I definitely make to-do lists. Yeah. And I, I have my own notebook that I keep stuff in, and it essentially functions, I suppose, like a bullet journal would, but it's like, bare bones. What I like is that the days aren't the same size. So, like, if I got a whole shit ton of stuff to do on Tuesday, Tuesday yeah. can be bigger than Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what. Yeah. That's the only thing I like about it. Like, that's... Cause that, so, essentially, I just turned a regular notebook into a planner. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've done. I usually yeah, write in pencil. Seen... Like, it's... And I, I can't... I can't be bothered with the rest of it. And what really frustrates me about that, too, is that I've seen students thinking that they're their notes and, and their own like ways of organization actually take more time to organize than the notes or the work themselves yeah i'm always like what are you doing i know like what a waste of time what a waste i know i find that interesting too speaking of like kids like when your kids are taking notes do you ever watch them and get frustrated with mm-hmm. how they're taking notes yeah and you're just like why are you writing every word down what is wrong with you let's do some short so I've like I've taught my kids shorthand this year for like therefore and with and because and like just stuff like that just to kind of get them yeah because otherwise it takes them forever and ever like they don't know any shorthand symbols like I shorthand with I shorthand because I shorthand like yeah so many different words and they're always like what does that mean I'm like what you're 17 yeah how have you never seen that before know what that symbol means yeah I know. That's bizarre. It is bizarre. And so, like, the bullet journaling thing is just, like, an extension of that, I think. It's yeah. just sort of... But, like, that, I thought that was pretty savage, that it makes people feel accomplished. For accomplishing For, no, for accomplishing that. Because they're more focused on the list than... The on list what the list says than, like, yeah. than I know what it looks like and showing it off. Yeah. 
Because, like, you can go on Instagram and you can look at, like, whatever whatever the hashtag is. There's, like, you know, bullet journal and there's a bunch of other stuff. Is the hashtag white people bullshit? It should be. It's not, but it should be. Um, but it's just, yeah, and I'm just like, oh, my God, what a waste of time. And so, like, how do people, and that's the other thing, is, like, how do you have a half an hour when some of these, like, in some of these videos, they talk about how it takes them, like, half an hour to plan for the next day. I'm like, how? What? No. I just write things down as I think of them. Yeah. And I don't have to, like, wait until the end of the night. I'm just like, oh, here's the thing I gotta do tomorrow. Here's the thing I gotta do. And then it's just done. Yeah. But yeah. So I was hate watching that this morning. And I was mad at myself. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows how much I hate it. <laughs> Yay! Um, I don't know if I hate watch anything. I'm very cold where if something gets to the point where I don't like it anymore, it's cut from my life forever. Because I don't, I don't believe in that. But, like... In terms of YouTube things, like, oh, I'll go on Benders, where suddenly it's like, oh, it's three hours later and I'm watching this blooper reel again, and I've seen it four times, mm-hmm. but yeah. I need it right now for whatever yeah. reason. I, I'll for too. sure do that, but... Like, I'll just sometimes turn on, like, the Last Week Tonight channel and just watch yeah. those, or, like, Closer Look with Seth Meyers and just watch that playlist, That's exactly. fine. And yeah. it's at least informative. Yeah. Um, okay, question from... Another thing from Amanda... Um, she said, I can't decide if I want the Pens or Sens to win. I'm devastated about the Rangers series, and I love Marc-Andre Fleury. Choose for me. Yeah, um, she had a real rough time on Twitter that night. I think you need to pick Eric Carlson. I think you Because did. the Penguins just won. Oh, did they? Well, last... Yeah, like last year. They, they just won oh, the Cup last year, Oh, I thought you meant like they're playing today. No, they're playing tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I think. Um, but they, they just won the Cup. So it's not like it's been... Forever, yeah. 27 years, like it's been for the Oilers, or never, like it's been for the Sens. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think Sidney Crosby needs a break. Yeah. I would like him to not have to play past this round. I'd say, I'd also say Sens. Yeah. That's who you need to pick. And like, Eric Carlson's great. He is. Just watch There's him. A lot to He's be wonderful. Yeah, excited about there. Although it might be some boring hockey that moves you forward, but that's a risk we all take. It is a risk we all take. Um, and Dave sent us some questions too, and I have to find them now because he sent them to my own Twitter. <gasps> Dave, what are you doing? Well, because I retweeted the thing. And oh then... yeah, right. Three questions. Okay. Um, now that it's Oilers off season, what does management do with the roster? Um, well, if I was the general manager, I would make a one for one trade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Adam Hall, yeah. Adam Larson for uh, for Taylor Hall. That's what I would do. Um, I'd like to keep Larson. I would. You know, I, I don't have a problem with Adam Larson at all. I, don't have I think a he's been with great him at all. He he won me over with that no shit tweet. Yep, love that. Love yep. the personality coming from from Adam Larson. Yeah. Um, I think Ebbs can go. Yeah, I. I think Pouliot can go. Pouliot can go. Like, I, you know, the expansion draft is coming, and once we get a little bit closer and get some ideas about, like, what they're going to do, we can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, let's save that for But I think there's still work to be done on defense. I think they've still got to address that. I saw someone on Twitter last night, um, I can't remember, I think it was my buddy Tyler said something about, like, trading Nurse for a right-handed defenseman. Uh, And I was like, but you could, like, but you could also dangle, like, Nurse's um, expansion draft in eligibility as, like, the card to play for the trade. Okay. And I was like, depends who you get back, but, like, I don't hate the idea. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it depends. I mean, it would have to be the right price or whatever. But yeah. as we know, <laughs> Peter Charlie might not be the best uh, best evaluator of cost. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I think they got to do some work on defense, and I think they got to deal with... They've got great depth down the middle right now. They do. They have phenomenal depth down the middle. And if they have to make a decision, I think if they're going to have Leon Drexler to play on Connor's wing... 
or have him center his own line. Because if they have him center his own line, they basically, they can run Connor, align with Connor, align with Leon, align with Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And then you can have Mark Letestu and Drake Kajula kind of back and forth. And that's fine. Yeah. Um, Drake had a great year too. Yeah. And I mean, coming out of college and like that short season and then, you know, like lots of things were different for him. And I think he, he had a pretty good season. So like, I think center and goal are the places where they're strongest. They need to address the backup goalie situation and make sure that... Albie. He... Well, Albie was okay. Yeah. But Cam just played so much. What Like, what would have happened if... I think he's unproven. If, what would have happened if um, somebody down. had Bergeron's tablet? Like, do you know what I mean? Then I, what? Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have won seven games in the second round. No, for sure. And if that had happened in the first round, we wouldn't have won that first round, probably. But unless so, like, you're Penguins with Matt Murray, I don't know how, if any of Well, exactly. Would do that, so... Um, but I think that may be something to, to address as well, yeah. is to look at the backup goalie situation. Um, but as we get closer to the expansion draft and see, like, what the protected lists are and whatever, that'll give, I think, a pretty good indication of, like, what direction the team is willing to take. Yeah. Um, but to all of you other fans that are listening, like, you're not going to lose your whole lineup to the expansion draft. You can literally only use, lose one player. Like, <laughs> so just calm down. Yeah, we'll be fine. It's all good. Um, like we said, lots to be happy about The other this thing year. I think that has to happen, though, is Dry Settle's uh, entry-level contract is up. And yeah. that's going to be a big conversation. Because... He deserves the money. He deserves to be paid, but, like, also, they got to pay Connor next year. Yeah. And so they're going to have to have a, a chat and be like, how much... Are we, what, what are we going to do and how much is it going to cost and what can we afford? You know what I would be really interested in is if those conversations happened with both Connor and Dry and be like like here's X amount of money figure it out or um we we want the team to be excess a success we think it needs both of you to be a success will you take the same money because and maybe a little bit less to ensure that that would happen that happens in basketball it does it does but like then you have the model pay like, less to win but then you have the Chicago equal. but then you have the Chicago model where they've got like 21 million dollars or whatever tied up in Kane and Taves which I mean, like they're three, <laughs> three of the best, two of the two of the best hundred players in NHL history. So like, I mean, obviously you're gonna pay them that much, but like, there's that as well. Um, if the cap stays at like seventy three or seventy four million dollars or whatever it is, do you want twenty million dollars or nineteen million dollars tied no. up on two guys? No. Who are twenty one <laughs> and younger? Yeah. Right. Like, do you really want that? No, you don't want. So that. I, and I don't know if the the basketball strategy would work in that case because mm. I think at the end of it all, Connor's gonna get whatever Connor wants. And if he doesn't, then Peter Shirley's is an idiot. Erroneous idea that Connor is, is perfect and pure and unselfish, and I don't know why. Boy's gonna get paid, so I know. You know, and they're not gonna be able to to do what they did, like with Ebbs and and Hall and Nugent Hopkins, and sign them all to the same deal. Yeah, like they signed all three of those guys to that to that six million dollar extension, right? Um, which is a great value for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, mm-hmm. and is a great value in Jersey for Taylor Hall. Yeah. Um, not such a great value for Everly in comparison to yeah. those two. So I'm not sure. I don't know. That's the thing that's maybe more concerning to me. And and I, I guess mean, the expansion Luch draft... Being paid so much to factors into that as well. And I guess the expansion draft then, depending on who goes, will maybe determine, you know, like, if they do expose Jordan Everly, that's six million, and someone takes him, which Honestly, like, I think that would be a great choice, and not because I... I'm not feeling super positive about Everly, but in terms of Vegas, he would be a great person to have on a new team, a new franchise. Mm-hmm. For him, it could be a fresh start. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't see Because he, like, he there. had a pretty weak playoff. And so, like, let's just, let's just pretend for a second and that they leave him. he wasn't... He wasn't great. Super great either. No. Um, so, like, let's pretend for a second they leave him unprotected, right? Like, I have yeah. no idea what they're going to do, but let's say they do. So, he ends up going to Vegas. Because, like, I can't imagine, you know, whoever else the Oilers would leave unprotected would be a better choice than Everly. Exactly. Right? So, let's say that that's what happens. That frees up $6 million mm-hmm. in cap space. That's a lot. And if you operate under the assumption that, like, Pugliarvi is probably going to be up with the big club next year, um, then maybe that right wing position is expendable a little bit. Right. Right? And, I mean, you also know that you have the option for a while of running four lines, one of which includes Drysaddle as a right winger. Yeah. Right? He doesn't have to play center. No. He's great at both. Um, And so... I don't know. Like that's. I guess. I guess that expansion draft will sort of determine what happens because if they can free up that cap space, I think that changes the. Yeah. Changes a bit of the conversation. Agreed. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, defense, goalies, right wingers, left wingers, <laughs> everybody but centermen, basically. Yeah, which is a weird place to. Be which in. is a, for us is a very strange place. Yeah, because yeah, usually we've had like one guy and like someone who can sort of play center. Yeah. And then every once in a while, like here's a winger playing in the middle. Yeah. For reasons. Um, part two. Now that it's the Oilers offseason, what material will we have to replace Oilers talk on the podcast? So much. Well, Dave. So well, much. Well, Dave. The Oilers are a 12-month obsession, so, like, there will be some of that. As but also, things happen. There's lots going on. There's lots to talk about. Yeah. And we'll coming just... from someone who's a Habs fan, yeah. I figured <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't want it to happen anymore. We could talk about the Habs for a while. I know nothing about the Habs. What we could talk about it when the Preds win the Cup is... <laughs> just, what PK's going to do. Yeah, is just PK pouring salt in the wound. Love it. Um, and hopefully Jack Todd, like, crying about it again. I'm sure there'll be some bullshit thing. Oh, probably. Written the next day. Oh, probably. Um, no, we'll talk about that. We've got lots of stuff to talk about. And we're going to, like, start this book club thing. I'm which so will be, like, separate episodes. Because we yeah, can't. Yeah, we'll have we, a separate. We won't subject you no. to that if you don't want to Garbage listen. Fire Book Club. Yes. But we're not channel. But we're not. No, not a separate channel. We're not burning the books. But we'll just do, like, the do on how did this get made. We'll just have, oh, like. Oh, mini-sodes? Yeah, we'll have, like, the mini-sodes, like, before or after or whatever. Right. That makes more sense. So that's what we'll do. And talk about movies and stuff. Summer blockbusters. Like, we're going to go see King Arthur. Next week, Next yeah. week. So we'll talk about that next time around. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be awful and wonderful. We should plan it. Because Charlie Hunnam is just A plus great. Yeah. We should record the Wednesday. After we see it. Yes. We so should that, bring okay. Reba. So that means next... Yeah, we could, because we have the day Because I'm going to be gone. Yeah, so that means next weekend we won't record, so we'll have to wait until... Until Wednesday, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Don't you um, love hearing logistics, everyone? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about that this morning. I was like, oh, Kelsey's <laughs> going to be gone this weekend, so what are we going to do? Um, the other question that Dave asked us is, like, his hashtag that he uses, favorites of the summer, and he's like, lay on the beach or sit around the campfire? I like the campfire. Mm, I'm going to Jamaica, so beach for me. Oh, are you going to Jamaica? Yeah. Nice. Chris's dad's getting married. Awesome. Free trip, y'all. That's excellent. Yeah, and I it's like... It's in July, though, so it's going to be hot AF. Yeah. I like the campfire. Because when we go camping, I like to just, like, have a little campsite that's got some trees so yeah. I can be in the shade during the day and then sit around the campfire and drink beer at night. That's my dream. I... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more... Yeah. I don't know. I'm not really, like... I said it last time. An outside person. <laughs> <laughs> but... I like the beach more than I do a forest and bugs and... That's fair. I feel, you know, born and raised on the flatland prairies. 
being treated in is a little bit suffocative for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I went out last night to take some pictures of the stars at Elk Island because um, it cleared up after like a very rainy day, and uh, it was glorious. And I was thinking about how nice it would be if there was like a fire pit right there. Was it rainy here yesterday? A little bit, yeah. Oh, in yeah. Calgary, I like burnt my nose. Yeah, it rained it so most sunny. of the day. That sucks. Um, and my car was filthy, so I had to go wash it this morning because it was just covered in mud. My belief about car washing is that nature should do it for me. So I haven't paid for a car wash since like 2010. <laughs> That's fair, but like my pants got dirty getting out of the car. Oh, so God. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it was caked in mud. So like it needed to be done. That's good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like, I like the camera. I'm fine with both. It's just like when I never get the chance to be on a beach. So I'm going to pick that. That's fair. I sunburn really easily, so I'm not such a huge fan of that. Um, I think that's all we have for questions. Yeah, no, there's there's nothing else. Nothing from Mike this week? Nothing from Mike this week. Mike! I know, disappointing. <gasps> so really disappoint. disappointing. He's probably busy for Mother's Day, though. Yeah, because he's his, like... With his babies. With his children and... So and that's fine. We won't hold it against you, Mike. My mom texted me earlier because I'm going to their house for dinner. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you. And she says, um, she says, I'm supposed to tell you that I cut up cabbage to cook for supper. I'm not excited about that, but whatever. Uh, I'm going to their house to cook. That's what's happening. Um, something, something, something. And then she says, nice of you to, to do a podcast on Mother's Day. We moms deserve all the pats on the back we can get. If you listened to this, mother, then you would know that I appreciate you very much. But since you won't, I'm just going to leave it alone. But she also told me she didn't want a Mother's Day present. So I wasn't going to get her anything, but then I felt like it was a trap. So then I went and bought her a book. Okay. Because then if she doesn't like it, I'll read it. <laughs> so it's really like a present to me. <gasps> but like, I was just sort of like, I don't really like <laughs> the notion of this. Yeah. Did I loan you The House Between Tides? Did I loan that no, to you? No, that's my book. That's your book? That's my book. Okay. That's the Kate one. Yes. Yeah, that's my book. No. Maybe? I don't know. That's my book. Okay. I bought it at Christmas. Right? By Sarah Mayton, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what I bought her. Because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So anyway. I love a book about a house with secrets. It's good. It's good stuff. Um. Anyway, so, Mother, I don't know if you're listening to this. Probably not. <laughs> I highly doubt. Sorry for all the swears. Um, <laughs> that'll be my running joke. No, my real running joke. We have 431 hours <laughs> and 42 minutes of recording space left. Um, just in case anyone was wondering. Just in case. And you know what, people? We didn't even talk about Taylor Hall's social media activity on the social media or Taylor Hall social media report. We week. did not, and we should, because so, it was exciting. It was exciting. So, <laughs> Taylor Hall had an Instagram story today. He did. Uh, somebody texted me with a screenshot of it. <laughs> <laughs> with um, the caption, oh my god, he has an Instagram story. <laughs> At first, I was like, wishing, like, is this an accident? You know? Yeah. Like, possibly? Yeah. But no. It's very... As everything with his social media is, it's very, very constructed and it very is. controlled. It is. He's a very private guy. Which good for him. Also, Adam Henrique's Instagram stories are like snoozeville. I don't watch them because I don't follow him. It's just him, like, pictures of dogs, <laughs> having a nap. <laughs> He's, like, having the most boring off-season I've ever seen in my life. Like, do something interesting to put on stories like I do. <laughs> well, maybe if they made the playoffs. <laughs> you would have had interesting. Yeah, but know. still you could do, like, two know. seconds. He's posting stuff about puppies, but he's, like, holding them with his arm in a cast for whatever reason his arm's in a sling. Yeah. And then, like, 
on a golf cart racing around. Like, that's interesting. Do you know whose Twitter has been great? Brent Burns right now. Yes, he's got his kids a, They're in, like, Disney World or whatever. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so good. So good. Um, there was a family picture of, like, him and Chewbacca, <laughs> which I, I was just like, oh, Burns, you're the best. I love it when they're meta like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, Taylor Hall had an Instagram story, and then she made, Kelsey made a comment about his boots or whatever, and how ugly they were. Terrible. They were pretty terrible. And I was like, well, back in the trash we go. And also his... Because earlier today we were discussing how much we still like Taylor Hall because of Leon Dreisaitl, <laughs> and now I think we're back to where we started. Yeah, my argument was there's a geographic advantage to Leon Dreisaitl. True. Obviously not. He's in Germany now, and he's German. But you know he'll be back here in the fall. Yes. Yeah. And he's around. And but then, like, then there's constant social media stuff about him, but, not from But then him. there's Taylor Hall, who posted a picture of himself just looking like a puppy dog, having breakfast with his mom. With his mom. Yeah. Very sweet. His pants, though, were also terrible. They were, oh. like, acid watch, like, tapered, almost sweatpants. Yeah, but they probably jeans. I don't know. Don't don't wear those. I know someone who wears those. <laughs> just and it's disappointing. They're just not a good And one. I don't want to say who it is. Okay. Because he might listen to this at some point in time, and then he'd know that I hate his pants. <laughs> his pants. They're awful. <laughs> just awful. Uh, like, everything else is good. Beard, everything else. But the pants, the pants are not okay. The pants don't work. No. Yeah. It's really But then we also had a, a Taylor Hall social media success. Yeah. With his post from the Under Armour Canada but, office. That's true. Wearing orange. Thank you, sir. I'm just wearing orange. A, I noticed. That's a personal message to me. Is how <laughs> I took that. A little bit of a pet peeve. There was orange? a typo. <gasps> was there? Yeah, I don't think it was. I think it was on Instagram post. Oh, I said didn't something. Know. Something. I don't read them, Megan. <laughs> I do. Anyway, he said something. Something. How he's like happy to be a part of this, and it, like, he put a part as one word. And oh, I was like, oh, no. you dummy. <sighs> that is. I don't like that either. No. I mean, at least whatever. No. I I read a paper today where a student put largely in part. And I was like, ah. Largely in part. Largely in part due to. And I was like, no. Don't like that. Why don't you say due to? Yeah. Largely due to. Or just due to. Yeah. And then argue it from there. Yeah. That's a lot of. You can't say it's that's a, a big lot of part quali- of and then a small part of it. Yeah. That's time. that's a lot of qualifiers on a. Yes. On, on a thing. So I had a little crossy outy yeah. situation there. But yeah. So that I noticed that little spelling mistake and I was like, oh, it's a good thing you're pretty. Mm, yeah. He's very, not. Very pretty. Yep. I think that's all. That's it for today. Thanks to everybody who um, voted in our polls last week and who's going to vote this week. Yeah. We appreciate that. I did not expect. No. I was expecting like us. I know. (laughs) And like two or three other people. But it was awesome. So thank you. And for always for the questions and interaction on Twitter. That's really nice. Uh, yeah, and um, Matt Burns, this is so far like an hour and 42 minutes long, so I apologize if it's over 100 megabytes. Oh no. <laughs> that was even where I paused to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> and we still kept going. Um, yeah, so, and uh, yeah, thanks to you guys for listening and paying attention and whatever. We appreciate it. We're just dummies with microphones, so like, I don't really get it, but... <laughs> Anyway. I'm always into an ego boost, so thank you for that. It's good. Uh, so you can follow us, uh, of course, on Twitter. We are at GarbageFirePod, and I'm at GarbageFireKels. You can find me on Twitter, at Mig14. I am now back to a tire fire picture, by the way. Mm-hmm. I was having, I was, I was struggling with some stuff, and I changed it back to the tire fire, and I just felt better. It was just oneness. Yeah. That's what it was. It yeah. became me over the last four <laughs> years. You can also send us an email at garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com and also check out our website. We're going to post 
those awesome videos of dry sandal dancing, which yeah, you need to see. And also Kelsey's representation of her sexual awakening after seeing them. Yes, uh, and that's at garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. Uh, we are on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Yeah, I haven't even looked into that, but apparently we're there. Me neither. Okay, so... You can find us there. I don't know. Try it out. <laughs> if you're one of those, like, Android people, check that out and let us know. Yeah. If you can find us. That'd that would be super, super great, because we are not Android people. No. We are not Android people? No, we are not. We're not Android users. Do Androids users. dream of electricity? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I tried to... I, there's, like, an Android app for um, iPhone, but, like, it, it, it... Anyway, for, like, a Google Play app for iPhone, and it was very complicated, and I could only find music, and I couldn't search for podcasts. Oh, so. I have that. So if someone could, like, check that out, that would be super. Oh, Let I us just know. have music. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's what I would... That's what I would like to know, if we are actually legitimately there. Um, but yeah, if you have any, uh, top tens that you want us to get at, let us know. We'll, mm-hmm. uh, we'll do our best. We got more to talk about now. now more that... space to talk. Yeah. We still talked about the Oilers a lot. That's okay. But that's okay, because they just got eliminated. Yep. Is that it? That's it. You got everything else? Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. I will see you all in the dumpster. Bye-bye. <laughs>